In a world where chronic DVD and Blu-ray acquisition disorder runs amok, Colin faces a daunting task. With a collection of over 1,200 titles, can he bring himself to watch the 65 films that sit on his shelves, unwatched, unloved, and still under wraps? Hello and welcome to Still Under Wraps. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. Hello and welcome. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the podcast, we have a fairly large collection of DVDs. There are a number of films that are on our shelves that have been unwatched, unloved and are still under wraps. Hence the name of the podcast, Still Under Wraps. These films I have never seen. Now, on the odd occasion, Thomas has seen them, but uh, I'm the chief and I'm deciding what we're watching. Mm. Actually, that's not normally the case. I do not decide what we're watching. I have in my phone a database of all the DVDs that are on the shelf and a filter that allows me to filter that down to the ones that I haven't watched And then this particular app has a fancy little function that allows me to shake the phone. Well, it allows Thomas to shake the phone Mm. and it will randomly select a film Mm. from that sub collection. And last week at the end of the episode, we did do that. We did indeed. Um, It selected a film that is a sequel of a sequel. Well, what was it? Uh, it was Alien Covenant. Yes, and, and, and we, we reached out yes. for some advice as to which films, because I haven't seen it, I don't know necessarily what needs to be watched beforehand. And fortunately, one of our big listeners, Lee, who we put down terrifically last week, I think, mm. still reached out with some advice as to what Thomas should watch. And so, first and foremost... Alien. You have to watch Alien beforehand, Mm. which, of course, you've done, haven't you? Uh, No, no. I've had a very busy week, actually. Busy? Yes. Right. Okay. So you haven't watched Alien, the most important one. Mm. Um, So Aliens? Well, no. That that would be a little weird, wouldn't it? Okay. Now, he didn't get actively enthusiastic about any of the other Aliens Films, Which is fortunate because uh, they're not on the shelf. They don't exist. But he did also suggest that Prometheus needs to be watched. Which is on the shelf, but I, I haven't watched that either. Right. It was a very busy week. Okay. So I've seen Prometheus and this is meant to follow on, apparently, from Prometheus. Mm. And Thomas, you have not watched Prometheus either. No. So tonight is going to be a very short podcast. Thank you for listening. No, Welcome uh, to Side B. <laughs> side B. Okay, so I have thrown a wild card at him. Yes, okay. I, I don't know what it is yet. No, I, it is actually a, a very recent still under wraps. It's almost cheating. Right. But I have not seen it. It right. is still under wraps mm-hmm. and it is still on a shelf. Right. So... What I've done is I've gone through and looked at all the countries that this podcast has been downloaded from. Right. I've taken the description in English from the Blu-ray and I have then translated it into 
all of the languages that are spoken in the countries that this podcast right. has been uh, downloaded was, was from. Was one of them India? Because there's there's a few languages Isn't there. Isn't that weird? Well, I, I took a plunge and I went for uh, Hindi. Okay. Which I thought was fairly fair enough. So the sequence was from English to Swedish to Dutch to French to Hindi to German to Malay and back to English. Which, of course, is used in the US and the UK, where I'm sure we have some number of... Canada and New Zealand. Yes. Yes. And Australia. You didn't take the opportunity... uh, Did did you say French? Yes. Okay. Um, French was actually... Now, I think I... It was actually uh, Belgium. Right. So I took French from Belgium and... Uh, German from Switzerland. Right, yes. So we, we have some listeners out there in Switzerland, apparently. And if you are still listening, I'd love to know who you are. Mm. Belgium, not so much. You know, I would. I'd really love to know. <laughs> um, so, this is, so I'm going to hand over what we've ended up with. Right. And I'm sure Thomas is not going to be able to guess because of that... Chinese whispers process mm. as to watch what we're going to be watching. Okay. Do you think it will be able to... I don't know. Okay, here we go. Oh, sorry, I bumped the microphone. I'm handing over the description now and he's going to read it out. <sighs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 In 1987, the Bumblebee Autobot escaped while driving in an iron mill in a small California town. In an attempt to find Charlie at the age of 18 and his place in the world, Charlie quickly eliminates the dreaded (laughs) and broken beetle. Hang on. Sorry. We laughed there because this is the first chance he's had. It is a really important line, this, so I'll get him to read that again. In an attempt to find Charlie at the age of 18 and his place in the world, Charlie quickly eliminates the dreaded and broken beetle. When Charlie recovers, he quickly realises that this is no ordinary Volkswagen. Okay. Okay. So. so, I, I know what the film is. What is the film, Thomas? It's, it's the film Bumblebee. From the Transformers franchise. Yes. I haven't seen any of the other Transformers doesn't films. Matter. But I know that it probably doesn't matter, and also that the other ones aren't, aren't very good. Michael Bay. Explosion. <laughs> okay, so, um, the, the, the interesting... <laughs> okay, so he destroys the Volkswagen, apparently. He does. Which is doubly interesting because I'm go- going to now hand him the, the real description. On the run in the year 1987, Bumblebee the Autobot seeks refuge in a junkyard, which I assume is the Iron Mill, in a small California beach town. So we lost the beach somewhere in translation. Yep. Charlie, on the brink of turning 18 years old and trying to find her place in the world soon discovers the battle-scarred and broken bumblebee. When Charlie revives him, she quickly learns that this is no ordinary yellow Volkswagen. So, rather than he destroyed the 
Bumblebee. She found him already destroyed. And revives him. Apparently. That's what the plot synopsis is. So this is the wild card that I've selected for us to watch tonight in lieu of Alien Covenant, which we will postpone till next week. Mm. Okay, so without any further ado, we're going to I'm going to hand over the Blu-ray case, which has suddenly appeared in my hand. Okay, so the case is open. We're going to pop the film in the DVD player and we'll decide whether this stays on the shelf because that's something that I didn't mention. Mm. So we're going through the collection and watching them and deciding whether they're worthy to remain on the shelf. So we'll pop it in, watch it, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side C. (laughs) Bye. Hey, hang on. (laughs) I said bye. That's your job. (sighs) Okay. Let me re-establish something. So you haven't seen any of the Michael Bay Transformer movies? No, I have not. Oh, okay. I thought you'd seen at least the first one. Which which doesn't matter, actually. Nope. That's fine. So in many ways, an, an origin movie. And I had very low expectations of this, but had heard snippets of various opinions of it. Mm. Um very very different flavor to the michael bay uh, i noticed that he was a producer of it um but um yeah what did you think i i knew coming into this that it had been reasonably well received right and i think that is deserved yeah um i loved it there were, I think, possibly the negative that I have, having seen all the Michael Bay... Sorry, I haven't watched all of them because I got sick of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I've only watched the first two. Um, I don't think I've seen the third or if there were any more after that. That being said, they're just full on, just constantly moving. There is no breathing space. And there was certainly breathing space in Bumblebee Mm. Um, and I I guess I really felt those breathing spaces and 
perhaps felt that some of them went for too long only because I was conscious of the fact that hey it's it's stopped and Transformer movies don't stop and and this is all right I loved the fact that it was very personal yes um and I kept dog <laughs> The, the analogy that I kept on coming back to was that it was Herbie Fully Loaded meets Iron Giant. Yeah? In, in all the good ways. Yeah. You got to uh, like characters and you got to even expect... Uh, actually, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to that thought. Um, I, I think we're heading into spoiler territory, so... Mm. This is a spoiler break, so if you don't want spoilers, then leave before this sound. There were so many points in the movie where it was heading in directly the direction that you were expecting it to go, mm. and it suddenly doesn't. Yes. It deliberately doesn't, and you go, what? <laughs> That's brilliant. And it kept on doing it. It kept on setting you up for... Um, oh, here we go. The, it's going to be this shot, this yes. you know, the money shot, and no, it isn't. <laughs> uh, um, right down to the the build up to the the two young love interests, mm. building up to the final scene. You know, where the fireworks would explode behind them, and they'd have the kissing scene. And no, no, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> Brilliant. It, it was so, and you know that, that that was possibly one of the most obvious. But there were other other scenes where it looked like there was going to be that complete pile up of cars and mm. carnage, but everything everything timed to to the second where no no that didn't make contact and that didn't make contact and and. For it. <laughs> and then finally, yes. Um, and one of the Decepticons is, is in the middle of, of giving a, a one-liner and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, look, it was... Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's right up there with the surprise that I had with um, Battleship, which you... Quite, yes. quite familiar with and quite familiar with my ridiculous love for it in that the premise is ridiculous that's based entirely on a cartoon series that was... A marketing vehicle. Marketing for, vehicle for, for Hasbro. Hasbro, Hasbro uh, yes, toys. Uh, you know, make the cartoons so they love the characters so they buy the toys. It was just full on that. And I missed that uh, growing up uh, it, it, you know timing wise uh, mm. I was just a little too old for for that all happening and certainly was familiar with the cartoon show but never owned a transformer in my life but certainly knew of them and certainly had my hands on them um, you know Friends of the family would have younger kids who mm. who would have them, and I can't put this back together. Can you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, because the the good ones were incredibly well designed. Um, mm. uh, 
ridiculously so in some cases in that somewhere from from what looks like a well-designed matchbox car suddenly turns into a robot of of Mm. some sort but the calisthenics that you have to do to fold this thing into um it was just so complicated in some cases that really the the age that they were aimed at it was over their heads as far as mm. the the mechanics of, of folding them that's possibly unfair there was certainly other kids that i came across that it was like watching a, someone solve a rubik's cube in you know mm-hmm. 10 seconds <laughs> once they knew how to do it it was fine yeah. it had heart yeah. which none of the michael bay ones had they, they were just Michael Bay, <laughs> Kabumi. There was certainly Kabumis in this, and but it was still grounded. Yeah, I felt, and possibly that had to do with the fact that um, for most of the time there were only three Transformers mm. um, competing against each other. There was no confusion over who were the good guys and who were the bad guys, and. Uh, in flurries of battles, you could still work out who was who, which is always oh. my failing. With yep, the- okay. There's there's the red one. There's the blue one. Here's the yellow one. We like the yellow one. We like the yellow one. Yep. I hesitate to say uh, this. This could sound extremely sexist, and it is not intended to. It was written by a woman, right. and it had the woman's touch to it. It was light-hearted and light in so many ways in all the right places. Mm. And in the places where it could have been just extremely heavy-handed, it wasn't. Not so much a case of holding back, but if you can show a battle with five explosions, you don't need 37. No. The writer certainly had a good understanding of the source material, the source characters... And ran with them sympathetically, I think. Mm. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. It was really good. I'm really going to look forward to showing it to the 13-year-olds. Because there really wasn't anything... John Cena swears one time. Yeah. It was aimed pretty much at the level of the kids that I remember growing up with these things. Um, mm. Whereas the Michael Bay movies, they're aimed at the kids who grew up and mm. grew older and and became man-child. Yeah. Um, again, because I didn't, uh, I wasn't the target audience then and I wasn't the target, target audience here, but I think Bumblebee was certainly far more targeted at the original age group Mm. of the uh, cartoon series. It's probably as close uh, to a family movie that type of uh, genre has uh, that I've seen, I think. Mm. Uh, Apart from Real Steel, possibly. Yeah. Which is different, but Mm. yeah. Good film. Can can we talk about about the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room. John John Cena. John Cena I was didn't in see this him. film. <laughs> oh, 
I did see him, though. He, he was there, wasn't he? Yeah. He chewed up the scenery much more mm. than any of the special effects were, which can I get back to... Uh, remind me to get back to yeah. that. Uh, okay, you go on about John Cena, but remember that yeah. chewing, chewing up scenery. Um, yes. Yeah. I'll try and remember what hey. I, my line of thought. It doesn't feel like he fits in this film. N- no. <laughs> no, look, I think... I think he was trying to make a rock entry yep. into the motion picture industry. That That's how mm. it felt to me. And he tried hard. Mm. And certainly the part was written for him. Mm-hmm. But no. And possibly that is the tag to target audiences again. Mm. The vibe that I get. So certainly... Uh, when I was working in a toy department, uh, looking at these young kids grabbing wrestling action figures, mm. and I'm thinking, what what is the attraction? My vibe is that the, the target audience again would be recognising him as mm. yes. Um, yes, more so than The Rock. <laughs> yes, be, because The Rock is possibly a generation. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Cena is 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 sort of one of the the big promotional draw cards in, in the WWE. Yeah, he didn't ruin it. No, but he could have been anyone else. Yes, it, it, I, I said that he it was written for him. It was obviously mm-hmm. written for him. But anyone else could have played yeah. it. Um, it was written for his acting abilities. Mm. Um, is that harsh? Uh, again, uh, I'm not in that generation of... Uh, I, I do not see or understand the attraction of WWE or WWF as whatever, what it was yeah. when I was... Yep, yep. <laughs> um, that being said, when it was closer to my generation, it was um, Andre the Giant... <laughs> Yep, and the Princess Bride, you know his his big break into, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, may he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Anything else uh, while you're on that line? You said chewing up the scenery. Chewing up the chewing up the scenery. Um, that was the other thing that I loved about the special effects. They were never. And I think I mentioned that as far as the explosions were concerned. But there was a scene where the young girl, Charlie, young, yep. well, she was 18, wasn't yes. she? Um, and Bumblebee are both climbing out of what's essentially a pool. Yes. Um, the camera stayed on her climbing out and showed half of Bumblebee you know, yeah. the camera never panned around to show him climb out. It stayed on her climbing out, and you were conscious of him, uh, of Bumblebee climbing out, but you only saw part of him climbing out. Mm. If it was Michael Bay, it would have done a whip shot around and, and shown the water splashing off him mm. and, and things like that. It was just so much more natural. Um, it It didn't allow... Bumblebee, even though the film was called Bumblebee and, and what have you, 
it let her have her moment because she just had her moment. Yes. She'd just made a major progression in her life. Yes. And so it concentrated on her. You were conscious of Bumblebee climbing out, but it didn't pan around to watch him climb out and have the water splashing mm. off and, and, and gratuitous uh, special effects. Um, it, it respected her moment. So. Mm. And that happened so often. Any moments where there were special effects, you could, you were still grounded. You knew where everything was. Yeah. And it's hard if you haven't seen any of the other uh, Transformer movies to um, fully comprehend why that's important. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I just get completely lost in those. And, you know, maybe I'm harping on about it too much, but, my goodness, that, that, they're just head spins of movies. And you, you, for me personally, I never know who's fighting who and, you know, where anything is in relation to anything else. So, mm. um, and, and that did not happen in this film. Um, you, you knew where everything was. You knew how someone was going to get somewhere else. And Bumblebee was just so delicate yeah. when he had to be. It was just, uh, again, that, that um, uh, Iron Giant mm. sort of feeling. You know, you, you could... Huge, big hands... But you completely accepted the fact that he could hug someone mm. without crushing them. But he was also clumsy, but conscious of his clumsiness and yeah. um, and and failing to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he was hiding <laughs> a couple of places at times, when he, he would hide, and it was just. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, you are hiding behind that very big rock. <laughs> I have this I, little rock. I have here. a rock as well to hide behind. <laughs> Not quite as effective. It's it's just a I, predominantly I, joyful film. Yes. Uh, and again, that's, that's possibly one of the major gripes that I have with um, the Michael Bay movies is that they, they, they don't have that niceness of you know is it wrong to call it a nice film uh, i don't know uh, it's probably not the right word but mm. um it was comfort food you yeah. know it, it didn't didn't make me constantly feel um aggressive and and psyched but certainly built that up at points where it needed to be mm. like in the karate kid there are scenes in The Karate Kid which are peaceful and th there is no fighting happening. Right. Anything else you wish to add? No. No, I think that's it. All right. Well, that's definitely staying on the shelf. Yep. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of almost teary, actually, because maybe it's because part of me was absolutely terrified of having to watch aliens tonight <laughs> of some variety <laughs> um but no I, I think as a film it its heart was entirely in the right place and it worked and it told its story well and feel good that that's yeah yeah feel good yeah. not not nice feel good yeah yeah, yeah. 
and not mean-spirited. Now, the rest of the podcast will be fairly short because we know what we're going to be watching next week. Yes. As long as everyone does their homework. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a segment that we need to get into, and here it is. Yep. What's on the show? You know it's probably DVDs. I'm counting 18 entries on we the sheet. We have 18 entries on the sheet. Yep. But from those 18, let's pick one right now. Thanks to random.org, our random number is... Three. Three. I think that's about the lowest number we've had so far. Does that mean anything? Probably not, no. No, it's a random number. Yeah. It's completely random. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's number three? Number three... Marcus suggests M. 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 <laughs> I I haven't watched M. I haven't watched M either. Mm. And um that doesn't seem to be on the shelf. It is not on the shelf. It's possibly the Fritz Lang, which is the one that I was thinking of, uh, as opposed to the uh, 2017 film noir, crime mystery thriller, when the police in a German city are unable to catch a child murderer, other criminals join in the manhunt. Right. It's got Peter Law in it. My, my, my favourite actor from, from the the 1930s and 40s is Peter Law. Um, Sorry, that was a really bad impersonation of Peter Law. If I had prepared earlier, that would have been better. All, all this is to say that... This Please, suggestion let me kill him. <laughs> He's driving me crazy. Sorry. That this suggestion doesn't score any points. It does not score any points. Um, Marcus, I do apologise, both for my poor Peter Law impersonation and especially if that wasn't the film that you were referring to but I suspect it is it is actually quite a famous movie of Fritz Lang but please do continue to contribute yes uh, if, if you'd like your own opportunity to, to score zero points and embarrass me by finding out that Thomas hasn't seen a certain movie either you should look up our Facebook page it'll be on the show notes mm. yep down there Right down there. Mm-hmm. We're pointing. Yep. Okay. Look, thanks for joining us. Next week, we will endeavour to watch Alien Covenant, if I can mm. put myself through Prometheus. Are you really nervous about Prometheus now? Or is it Alien and Aliens that you're nervous about? I'm not sure how yeah. you feel about such genres. I don't know. Aliens is more an action movie than a horror movie. Right. Alien, the first movie, is more a suspense mm. slash horror. But in that order, I think. Right. Yes. And Prometheus, you'll just have to wait and see. Okay. Yes. Um, and on that, let's leave you all and catch you next time. And side C. Bye. But oh no, we did it again. <laughs> yeah.
One, two, and three, and four. This is ground control. <clears throat> to Major Tom. I, I can't remember the rest of the lyrics. Don't forget to put your undies on. No, I don't think that's one of them. Oh, okay. 